The NHL draft begins tomorrow, and on today's episode, I'll be discussing a few different players that the Dallas Stars can look to acquire with the 61st overall pick. I'll be discussing Cameron Allen, Easton Cowan, and Andrew Gibson, and how they could contribute to the Dallas Stars on today's episode of the Locked On Stars podcast. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Tuesday, June 27th. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day be sure to subscribe to the show on youtube follow along on your favorite podcasting platform of choice we are always free and available uh, no matter where or how you may choose to listen and consume the show as we get prepared for the nhl draft that is coming up starting tomorrow uh, although at least at the time of recording this the dallas stars will not be a particularly active group uh, on wednesday night for round one but we'll be looking to make an impact on their organization a little bit deeper on uh, on day two of the NHL draft. And on today's episode, I plan to begin a discussion of a few different players that we might could expect to see get their name called to be the newest member of the Dallas Stars organization as their first pick comes uh, with the 61st overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft. And let's just jump right into it and start with a player who I think could be a big time steal for the Dallas Stars, a player by the name of Cameron Allen or Cam Allen. Uh, as he's kind of started to become known as across the hockey world. Cameron Allen is a five foot 11, 190 pound right-handed defenseman out of Toronto, Ontario. And he's currently a member of the OHL's Guelph Storm, where he's racked up 18 goals, 44 assists, 62 total points, and 127 games played with the Storm. He was also the captain of Canada's under-18 team at the World Juniors where he scored four points in seven games. This is a guy who is recognized as a leader on whatever team he plays on. I think that that goes for his time in the OHL with the Guelph Storm, but also, obviously, not just anybody gets named captain of a team that represents the nation of Canada, even if it is at a level that is, you know, players that are under the age of 18, that is still incredibly impressive uh, to be, you know, put in that position and to have that honor bestowed upon him uh, to lead, you know, uh, the country that is known uh, for producing incredible hockey players. Uh, and this player, Cameron Allen, was also the OHL's Rookie of the Year in the 21-22 season. Some, a few other players who have won Rookie of the Year in the OHL, Shane Wright, Andre Svechnikov, Alex Dabrinkit, Travis Konechny, and some other player by the name of Connor McDavid. So a pretty good history across the NHL uh, of players who have gone on to have successful careers 
after uh, being named Rookie of the Year in the OHL. Not necessarily an end-all, be-all, uh, but I think a pretty good sign for a player like Cameron Allen, who's looking to make an impact in the NHL one day. Really, the big knock on Allen up to this point is his drop-off in numbers between year one and year two of his time in the OHL. His first season where he won Rookie of the Year, he scored 13 goals and racked up 37 points, whereas in his second season, this most recent outing, he dropped off quite a bit, only scoring 25 points uh, across pretty much an entire season of work. Although, while it might be easy to look at those numbers and be alarmed, it came to my attention that there were several other outside factors uh, that came in that you know probably could be blamed partially uh, on the lack of production from Allen in year two in junior hockey. There were several different coaching changes throughout the duration of the season. Allen also did deal with a brief stint of an injury that allowed him uh, or really, you know, disallowed him from playing uh, where he missed five or six games. And both of those things certainly not going to help any young player develop their game, especially uh, the, the coaching changes. It's difficult to have one coaching change in a season, but I believe it happened three or four times from everything I could uncover about Allen's time with the Guelph Storm this past season. Uh, certainly just a lot of change in terms of who's in charge, who's drawing up the plays, who's drawing up the scheme night in and night out. And that would be difficult for any hockey player at any level of the game, let alone for a kid who's still in the early stages of his development in terms of being a true grown professional hockey player. Difficult to try to learn from one or two different coaches in one season, but to have to do so multiple different times, uh, an incredibly difficult challenge for any player, even the best out there uh, would struggle in a situation like that. But Allen does appear to be a player who thrives under more calm and normal circumstances where there is you know, more consistency in terms of teammates and coaching, and that allows him to grow and continue to develop his game, which I think if he's drafted to the right city and to the right organization, he would be allowed that opportunity to continue to get better uh, on both ends of the ice. He does have the occasional defensive lapse, and again, I think a lot of that was him having a ton of weight cast upon his shoulders, being the leader that he is, but then also being put in these incredibly difficult situations with coaching changes and, and I imagine just you know a hodgepodge of different lineups and personnel on the ice night in and night out. But you know, I, I think that in a draft that's filled with so many big name forwards, this is definitely a more offensive dominated draft. I think that this allows for a player like Cam Allen to slip to day two pretty easily. Uh, I don't I haven't really seen anything that has him going anywhere outside of you're know, really in the first round. A lot of people believe that he will be one of the earlier picks on day two, which gives the Dallas Stars the perfect opportunity to potentially pick him up. The Stars could look to add him and, of course, polish his defensive game as he is shown to be an effective puck carrier and a guy who does like to put the team first. Not necessarily a guy you want to build the franchise around, but a guy that you could definitely add into the mix because it really seems that he's more team-centered rather than self-centered looking for the success of his own. I think he's a guy, from everything I can tell and everything I've read on him, he would like to see his team succeed first uh, before any personal awards or accolades. And that could be the perfect role for a guy like Cam Allen to fill on the Dallas Stars, where he likely wouldn't be the star of the show with defensemen on the roster like Miro Haskinen and Thomas Harley and potentially even Leon Bichelle, last year's first-round pick, but a guy who could come in eat up minutes and be a consistent presence on the ice every single 
night. And again, he does have a pretty nice offensive game where he can carry the puck through the neutral zone and into the offensive zone. But if he can get that defensive game polished, I think he becomes a much more enticing prospect and the Dallas Stars and their organization, of course, are no strangers to look to try and build up these defensemen that have shown flashes defensively and certainly do have a ton to like about them. Uh, and I don't really think that they would fear trying to bolster his game, get him to be a little bit bigger and put on some more pounds, which is to be expected when players go from junior hockey to the NHL. And I think it could make for a pretty interesting mix where last year you went out and got Lee and Bichelle in round one, the big bruising D-man that's going to finish checks, block shots, and hit incredibly hard. And then you mix that with maybe the finesse and offensive prowess of a guy like Cameron Allen. And that could potentially be a pretty dangerous uh, one-two punch of drafted defensemen over the past couple of off seasons. But this is the first prospect that caught my eye when doing research for guys that might fall to day two and guys that a lot of experts tend to think might be available by the time it's Dallas's turn to pick with that 61st overall selection. But Cameron Allen, a great, great prospect. Definitely some work to be done defensively, but if he's drafted to the right organization and the organization does their due diligence to make sure that he's able to grow his game defensively, he could turn out to be a very solid NHL contributor. Well, from one OHL club to another, we've talked about Cameron Allen, but now let's take a minute and talk about forward Easton Cowan and how he could impact the Dallas Stars. Today's episode of Locked on Stars brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have, whether it be the Texas Rangers here all throughout the summer and fall, FC Dallas games, plenty of concerts coming through the DFW Metroplex as well. Blink-182 is coming to the American Airlines Center on July 5th. If you want tickets to any of those events, plus hundreds of other live events, you can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen every single day. After today's show, be sure to check out Locked On's 2023 NHL Mock Draft Special. The local host of the Locked On NHL channel have made their picks, and hosts Gil Martin and Hattie Kalakesh break down every selection over a three-day mock draft event. All three of those episodes are currently live and available. You can find them on Locked On NHL's YouTube page or wherever you get your podcasts. And I want to move on to the next prospect that the Dallas Stars could potentially select in the second round where they are getting their first selection of this year's entry draft. And from defenseman to forward, I do want to mention Easton Cowan, a 5'10", 170-pound forward out of Mount Bridges, Ontario. He currently plays for the London Knights of the OHL. And this is a player who... Uh, a, scout writer by the name of Eugene Helfrich of the hockey writer says could be the steal of the 2023 NHL draft, not just for the Dallas stars, but for any team who is fortunate enough to have this player fall into their laps when it's their turn to pick on day two. 
And this is a term that people have started to use for guys like Wyatt Johnston and Logan Stankoven. It's now kind of believed, especially with Johnston after his rookie season in the NHL, guys that probably should have been drafted a lot higher in the 2021 draft, but fortunately uh, fell to the Dallas Stars, and they could have another situation like that on their hands with Easton Cowan. Cowan describes himself as a two-way forward who can drive offense on one end while giving the opponents headaches on the other end with his defensive positioning and his ability to stop and disrupt the other team's offense from getting the puck in the net. He had an explosive season for the Knights who made it all the way to the OHL Western Conference Final. In the regular season, he was nothing short of spectacular, putting up 20 goals, 33 assists, 53 points, in 68 games played, while in the playoffs, he was maybe even more impressive with nine goals, 12 assists, 21 points in total, 21 points in 20 games in the postseason, over a point per game when it mattered most and when his team needed him to step up. You can build a strong defensive core, of course, with defensemen, but I think that there's also something to be said about building your defensive identity around solid two-way forwards. And I think that the Dallas Stars do have a few of those on their team, especially Rope Hints. I think Joe Pavelski has a very underrated defensive game despite being on the older end of the NHL player spectrum. But you even look beyond the Dallas Stars roster, you look at teams like the Vegas Golden Knights, who, of course, had that absolutely loaded defensive core of defensemen, but they also did have quite a few forwards who could carry the load both on the offensive side of the ice, but also on the defensive side as well, especially a guy like William Carlson, who's one of the better two-way forwards, rather, in the game. And while I don't know if a guy like Cowan could quite get to that level of a Rope Hintz or a William Carlson, I think that he could come in and be a very effective middle six player for the Dallas Stars. And I think that he could help build a strong defensive identity from the forward position. Uh, And, you know, you mix that with hopefully some fixed and adjusted defense, whether that be through this year's draft, previous draft prospects, or through trade or free agency. And I think that you could have a pretty fun team, pretty fun recipe there in terms of building a team that has a sound defensive identity across the board, not just on you know in one position group or another, uh, but the forwards and the defensemen working together to ensure that the defense is rock solid and using that to create offense on the other end. That's another thing that Cowan expressed that he loves to do. He loves to shut down the other team defensively, but then use his skill in order to burn them on the other end, all really in one sequence. And really, the one of the biggest knocks on him and really one of the only big criticisms I can find on him is his size. And that's really why he's falling in several of these mock drafts, despite having a very good regular season and a spectacular postseason It's because he's 5'10 and only 170 pounds, which again, uh, it's no surprise to see that players can come into the NHL a little bit undersized. It's pretty normal to expect that from kids who are 18 years old, but with proper NHL training and, and, you know, getting a lot more time to build muscle and and have time to grow. uh, I have no doubt that he could definitely grow a little bit, put on a few pounds, pack a little bit more muscle. uh, And although the height is one thing, I think that he could use his aggression and prowess on both sides of the ice to still be a very effective player. And the Stars have also shown in the past that they're not afraid to draft these quote-unquote smaller, undersized players and use them as weapons in their lineup, i.e. Wyatt Johnston and maybe even Logan Stankoven in this upcoming season. You wouldn't necessarily want to have a lineup full of these players that are under six feet, 
But let's just say, you know, somewhere down the road, you lose a few other forwards and you're looking to fill a spot. I think if Cowan lives up to his full potential, again, he could come in and slot in as a middle six forward who could come in and contribute night in and night out. I'm thinking Roddick Foxa with not as much size and a little bit more offensive prowess, a guy who's not afraid to get his hands dirty on the defensive end while also being a very flashy goal scorer who can definitely hold his end offensively, but not afraid to put in that work defensively in order to help put his team in advantageous situations. So that is Easton Cowan of the OHL's London Knights, a very fun prospect and a guy who, again, some are saying could be the steal of the 2023 NHL draft. And if this is a guy who's still available when the stars go on the clock in the second round, I don't think I'd mind seeing him put on that victory green sweater and seeing him as a member of the Stars organization. Well, we'll cover one more prospect here in just a moment. We'll talk about Andrew Gibson, another OHL prospect, a right-handed defenseman who packs plenty of size and aggression. More on Gibson coming up next. Third and final segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars, getting you prepared for the 2023 NHL draft. The Stars might not have a first round pick, at least right now, but they will be picking, we know for sure, as early as the 61st overall pick in the second round. And I know that there's probably going to be a lot of you in the comments, rightfully so, saying the Stars should prioritize defense. I've talked about one defenseman in Cam Allen. I also did want to show some love to the forwards, especially a guy like Easton Cowan, who could be the steal of the draft. And there's plenty of people out there who do like his game. But I will finish with uh, you know the prototype that a lot of people on social media and Twitter seem to really desire for the Dallas Stars to pursue, and that is a defenseman who packs plenty of size. Andrew Gibson is a six foot three, one hundred and ninety eight pound right handed defenseman out of LaSalle, Ontario. Currently a member of the Sioux Greyhounds of the Ontario Hockey League, who just came off a very impressive season where he scored seven goals, racked up 14 assists, 21 points, and 45 games played with the Greyhounds. He was also a member of that U18 World Junior Canadian team, teammates alongside Cam Allen. So yet again, another player who was selected to represent the nation of Canada in a big-time tournament. And I think that that is something that is very impressive and probably has caught the eye of many teams looking to add some bigger defensemen to their organization, like the Dallas Stars are probably planning on doing in this draft, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, through trade and free agency as well. This is a big guy who can hold his own in the D zone, but he certainly isn't afraid to flex his muscles offensively, as he does pack a very nice wrist shot that can sometimes go in on its own, but can also be tipped in or rebounded by forwards who like to camp out in front of the net. And we know that there are plenty of Dallas Stars players who like to make their living right there in front of the crease in the low slot area. So that could definitely complement uh, the game of a guy like Andrew Gibson, who can fire the puck on net with some pretty good accuracy and put his teammates in very nice positions to put the puck in the back of the net. He also has a very great passing ability and isn't afraid to let those passes fly when his team is in transition on the breakaway. It's a very hard but very clean pass that seems to just magnetically fly to the tape of his teammates, something that the Stars desperately needed against the Vegas Golden Knights, trying to get out of their own zone to navigate the neutral zone and then get set up offensively. They, they, and 
really it was sometimes a problem throughout the entirety of the playoffs, but especially against a team as defensively sound as the VGK. You definitely need a little bit more defensive prowess of guys that can help clear the D zone and help get things set up in the offensive zone, not just this dump and clear nonsense where you're able to just work on a change, but then you find yourself once again hemmed in your defensive zone. So it's very nice that he does have the ability to pass and can set up his teammates for opportunities in transition. He's been identified by several different scouts as a player who likes to keep things simple, which is something that the Dallas Stars definitely do need at times. They need these players that are you know, getting these second-round grades, guys that are probably going to fall through the cracks and get picked on day two of the draft, because not because they're bad players, but they just might not be as flashy as other players. They might not have as much of the complete package, but they certainly are still very serviceable NHL players. And I think Andrew Gibson fits that billing perfectly. A guy who isn't going to steal the headlines or make the flashy highlight real sports center level plays. You can again, leave that to the guys like Miro Haskinen or maybe even a Thomas Harley, but then right there somewhere in the middle, you have a guy who clocks in day in and day out works incredibly hard on both sides of the ice and you know builds that loyalty amongst the team and amongst the fan base people that you know the fans will grow to love and respect as time continues to go on while they might not have their jerseys as the highest selling ones they're they're the players that the fans when they look at the team and they say you know who's you know the driving force of the team the heart and soul of the team it's a lot of times these guys that can go uncredited uh, but are doing the little things correctly and Andrew Gibson is a guy who does that and again has been billed as a player who likes to keep things simple and I think especially defensively that's what the stars need at multiple times uh, when they are out there on the ice he might not be a top level defenseman but I think that he could hold his own as you know somewhere in a middle pairing for the Dallas Stars and be a breath of fresh air to have a guy who's a little bit more known as a potential depth defenseman who can chip in offensively with that wrist shot with those seven goals, 14 assists that we saw this past season, but then also lay a massive hit on the defensive end, block shots, clog passing lanes, whatever you need from him. Uh, he seems like a player who is ready to come in and deliver and, and give it everything that he's that he's got uh, in order to make sure whatever NHL team drafts him is put in a position to win championships. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Stars. Let me know in the comment section down below your thoughts on these particular players. Which players am I missing? Which players do you think the Dallas Stars should pursue with their first pick in the draft coming in the second round? Would love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comments down below. I know it can be kind of hard to predict what's going to happen outside of the first round. The first round itself can be hard to predict. I'm sure that we'll see some trades and some movements on night one, and we'll see some teams you know, picking, not necessarily where we expected them to be picking. Uh, so it's not really a certainty that any of these players I discussed are going to be available for the Stars to pick with their pick in the second round, but it's fun to speculate. And these guys seem to be, a, they seem like they will be available when it comes time for the Stars to be on the clock. So be on the lookout for it. And of course, let me know in the comment section down below who I am missing. But be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube or on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We'll be back tomorrow as it will be night one of the NHL draft, probably discussing a few more players that the Stars could be on the lookout for on day two of the draft. But I hope you guys enjoy your Tuesday and we'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>